wonder not only what are they doing, but what are they doing next. Uh, it's being heavily hinted at this point that either in the dream dimension or in the multiverse is where they go to get Vision back. Because what would Wanda Maximoff be dreaming about more than anything else is to get back the one person that they couldn't get back even when they reversed the snap, which was Vision. Uh, now whether they get, see, if they go to the multiverse or, or a different time or whatever, then they're getting a different version of vision. Of vision. If they go into well, like, just like, well, just like that in, for guardians of the gap for guardians three, like it's a different Peter Quill's like searching for Gamora. It's a different Gamora. Like that's one he knew before that didn't know him. Oh man. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to get repetitive once again. Um, going back, watching Emergency Awesome literally today, they're starting to release, like, the un, the, the cut scenes from Endgame, mm -hmm. and it's an extended cut scene of the, um, the Iron Man death scene, like, when he does, yeah. he, he does the Iron Man snap, and Thanos fades away, and, like, who is it? It's, like, Pepper and Rhodey and Spider-Man get to say their goodbyes, and they just do this awesome, like, sweeping shot of the entire battlefield, and all the MCU characters that we've come to know, like, they all take a knee. Like, one after another, after another, after another. It, it's nothing new, but it's just, it's just such a cool it's shot. It's just a little, it's a little extra. It's just an extra shot. It's just, it's, and it's really, and because it's a cut scene, it's not even fully edited. So it is a little, it, it's a little hatch at parts. But even with it being a little bit hatch, it looks really good, and it's one of those, why could, like, it's an extra 10 seconds or so, why couldn't you just put that in there? Because you got it, because you got to cut somewhere, or else then you have a five-hour movie. And it was already pretty long. And, and, and the re-release was two and a, was an extra half-hour long. Like... When they did the re-release just so they could beat Avatar. It was, like, three-and-a-half-hour movie, like... It was three hours, two minutes. The re-release was three-and-a-half. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. And, like, I mean, I I even had to go take a bathroom break, so there was, like, I, I tried to take bathroom breaks in different spots so that when I watched it three times, like, then oh, I so got you, the now, whole Oh, so now you've finally seen all of it? I do, like the yes. end I do like the end credit scene of Endgame, though. Yes. Just the just the three taps? Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, just uh, at, in that cutscene, it was like the entire battlefield takes a knee for the death of Iron Man, and Gamora's just in the far corner of the shot and just like walks off, because she's like, it's not the Gamora that is connected to any of them, and I'm just like, oh, that's so sad, and oh, that's, that's so sad, and uh, anyways, I don't know how we really got onto that, but yeah, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is... It looks really good. I've I've seen a lot of like concept art for it and like mock up posters and all that sort of thing, and you know it's good when just somebody sends you, hey, look at the poster for the movie coming up, and that's enough to get you excited. Because I really do think uh, Elizabeth Olsen is underrated in her role as well, partially because she hasn't had a movie of her own uh, to really sort of flex as an individual character, but I I do think she's really good. And Cumberbatch again. Marvel casting is is what it is. But, the main reason that uh, we think we're getting Vision out of the Doctor Strange movie is because the very next thing to come out in spring 2021 is the Disney Plus show WandaVision. 
I don't know how I feel about that, but we'll see. Which is Again. a stupid name, and the and the and the and the graphic for it is stupid. Um, it's not as stupid as the Loki graphic, but I mean that. <laughs> Loki, the Loki graphic's fine. Leave it alone. It's the good. Loki graphic looks like somebody like they got a graphic design student, and it's their first time using like word stencils. Or somebody that was really tired using clip art. Yes, basically. Um, the WandaVision thing, originally when I heard about it, um, I heard that it was coming out before Doctor Strange, and then I've subsequently been corrected, because in my notes, the first question I have is, how do we get Vision back? And I think we're getting Vision back in the Doctor Strange movie. Uh, the only other thing I really have, because I don't know who the villain is, I don't know what the time uh, what time it's in, I don't know whether it's uh, in, in a concurrent day or not, but Monica Rambeau from... Captain Marvel is in this, but Captain okay. Marvel, but Captain Marvel isn't, and there's literally no explanation that I can find how Scarlet Witch, Vision, and Photon are. I was about to say she's a, she in the comics she's a superhero. I don't know if they're going to give her powers at any point. I mean, I. I hate to say that she's sort of a sidekick character at the moment, but she kind of is. So you figure she would be in the next Captain Marvel movie. I uh, I don't know. I I don't really have a, a plot synopsis for this even. Uh, this so is I probably really don't the one I am like least excited about. I mean, unless there's for... something in there, because like I say, we don't know the plot. Unless there's something in there that's going to sort of be it's going to be a sitcom, and they're no. going to start a family. Oh my <laughs> god! Ew, robot sex. And it's going to have it's no, he's not a move. He's not a he's not a robot. He's an android. <laughs> it's different. He's made out of living tissue. Nanotech sperm. <laughs> They do have kids in the comics. That's really weird, and I was hoping you weren't going to bring that up. I've seen they some do. of the drawings. They have kids in the comics. I've seen some of the drawings from some of those cartoons, and they look creepy as fuck. Sorry, guys, I'm having a drink because it's ridiculously hot here, even though it's like half past midnight. Um, yeah. I hope that we haven't heard anything about the show intentionally because something huge is going to happen on the show leading into whatever the next movie is. But I like, like I say, I like Elizabeth Olsen. I think virtually the fact that she's going to have something that is hers uh, is interesting enough on its own. Paul Bettany as Vision is, is great. Uh, it means that we didn't lose him in Infinity War, which is a plus. Um, and I guess we can sort of tie that into the next one. The next one is Loki. Which is the Loki from the time jump who stole the Tesseract and fucked off. So I think it's just going to be him, like, hopping through time and space. Just By the way, funny, not not really on, on topic or anything. That's fine. When my when I went to see it with my parents, um, and, you know, they, they call me whenever they don't understand something in the Marvel Universe and whatever. But, funny enough, my mom, uh, she has to have some, there's a little backstory here. She, to go to sleep, she has to have some sort of noise. So usually she turns on a movie and mm. then gets about 10 minutes into it maybe. Yeah. Uh, before she falls asleep. Uh, my dad is not like that. So he ends up, you know, he's watched Black Panther probably about 200 times just cause it's all, that's what mom put on. 
and you know there's there's select ones that mom watches my mom watches over and over and over again black panther being one of them yeah so because he has now seen them so many times he's now more well versed in some of those movies than i am nice he's he's seen every tiny minute detail in it and the scene in Endgames where where Loki gets the Tesseract and fucks off, like when he left the movie theater, two days he was like, "What the fuck does that mean? Like what? What does that mean? <laughs> like what does he does he disappear? Because that changed history at this point. What does that do? Is he dead? Well, it, did, it didn't change. It didn't change history. It gave him a branch." like a new branch of history. <laughs> so yeah, for two days, my dad was losing his mind about Loki running off with the Tesseract. He's, he's that meme of, of the guy who's got like all the pegs and all the strings on the board. He and he's, like, what he's that guy. Mean? He is. What does this mean? Um, okay. Sort of not really connected to the timeline at all, but just a separate concept that, I hope is really good, but has the potential to be really, really cheesy, is the Marvel What If series. I've and heard literally nothing about this, so... It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon okay. from the perspective of the Watchers. And, okay. And they're all going to be, like, creative one-offs. It's like, well, this is the Marvel Universe as you know it, but what if this had happened instead? What if this had happened instead? What, you know... Because I know, I think there's a comic series called this. Okay. Um, the All the original characters, I, I think they brought back, like, 40 or 50 uh, proper Marvel actors just to voice their respective characters. The only two voice actors that are not involved is somebody else is voicing Iron Man, which is going to be weird. Uh, and they had to find somebody new to voice the Watcher himself, because originally the idea was to was have... Was going to be Stan Lee do it? Was, was going to be Stan Lee, yeah. Which is sad. But So the only new... The only person that's new to the project is... I can't think of his name and I didn't write it down because I'm special, but whoever it is that's doing the voice of the Watcher. It's cool. Like, it's one of those if I read the description of an episode I can watch just one episode because they're all going to be, like, segmented one-off type things. It's it's fun. It's I them. could be... I could be mistaken, uh, so please correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. Um, I do believe that there is a what-if series that, like... A zombie virus breaks out in the MCU, and a bunch of superheroes like get bit by a zombie virus. Like that's a, one of the what if comics. Um, okay. Not a what if, but uh, pretty close to one is one where Deadpool kills everyone in the MCU universe, and then like at the very end steps out of the comic to go into the quote real world. Because Deadpool's the only one that has knowledge yeah. that he's a comic that he's a comic book character, right? And see, okay, I'm gonna I, want, I think I've asked you this before, but it's a debate I've been having a lot with a lot of people recently with the Fox thing, and we're gonna talk about the Fox thing later on as well, um, and all the new characters that they have access to again. I've always said the one character I don't want in the MC, not just because of the R rating, but you, the one character you can't really put in the MCU is is um, Deadpool. 
is Deadpool. Because you well, can't. He's kind of doing his own thing in he's... in the other things. Like everybody kind of wanted a end credit scene where like Deadpool shows up late in the like Avengers like spandex that they have. Yeah, like if they wanted if they wanted to throw that in there as a joke at the end of the credits, I wouldn't have a problem. But like to have an element like he has, where like breaking the fourth wall, and try to make that interact with an entire with an entire yeah, universe. Yeah, I think like, if they're going to ever try and do Deadpool in, I don't think he should ever actually be in a movie. I think the running gag is he's never in a real Marvel movie. <laughs> like he's always in his movie, and that's about it. And if yeah. he shows up somewhere, it's like After like if there if there's happened. if there's a Deadpool movie and like you want to have him watching the news and hearing about like all the bullshit that Thanos did on the news in his movie and have him turn off the TV and be like, well, I'm not worried, it's not real, but like you, like that's him doing that in his movie. You, I don't think you. Can I don't re- think there's ever going to be a Captain America and Deadpool movie. Yeah, like I don't think you can bridge them across. Like I don't think you can have Deadpool as an Avenger because that, like, like that breaking the fourth wall element is so unique. As soon as you bring him, the closest thing they could do is is X Men because he's kind of already sort of associated with them in a way through his movies. Yeah, but the the whole joke is that like he goes to the X mansion and no one's there except yeah, they're de- basically. except they're definitely the there. Part. Except they're definitely there when he opens the we door. We couldn't get a budget to get some real X Men in here. Oh come on, they spent all their budget on Dark Phoenix. Exactly, which I did not go see because I heard it wasn't good and that made me sad. Um, I liked it for what it was. I had a really forgiving nature. When I went to go see it, A, Phoenix, great. B, the actress that played uh, Phoenix, I think is yes, really good. Yes, that's why I wanted it to be good, because I like Sophie Turner. I think that's her name. But the thing is, like, there, with, with, with Dark Phoenix, it's the last, and it was basically advertised as the last Fox X-Men movie. Um, and so they so they just kind of like, well, whatever. Well, not, not, not whatever, but, like, you cannot get over the fact that, like nothing that happens in this movie matters because this is the end and also you're trying to sort of breathe a little bit of last life into a into a series that has been buried like everything after the time jump with the exception of logan because logan was fucking fantastic but everything after the time jump sucked and i hate that because i like james mcavoy i like the guy that they brought in to play uh young magneto whose name i can't remember right now yeah uh, it became very much about um, uh, what's her name uh, in hung- from Hunger Games. Uh, oh, Mystique. Uh, yes. Yeah. Jennifer. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Which is fine. I didn't mind it being all about Mystique because that's how you do a strong female character properly. But it's just. I think what happened after the first, th- after the original three, like the original, um, you know, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, uh, Hugh Jackman, original three X-Men movies, they wanted to reboot it, but they were scared to reboot it, so they kept Hugh Jackman in there to make everybody think, no, 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 they're entirely younger versions of these characters, they're entirely new actors playing these characters, but it's still the same continuity, look, Hugh Jackman. And I think if they had just admitted 
at the time of the time jump that it was a reboot, people could have went in with a clean slate and said, okay, this is this. But because it was a continuation, they compared it to the first three, which were awesome, and they shot themselves in the foot. And then they went on and did Logan to show everybody how awesome the movies could have been all the way along, and it just made everything in the, else in the middle look like crap. So you had Dark I really Phoenix. Wanted, I really wanted Dark Phoenix to do well because I liked Sophie Turner, and I liked how she played Green, uh, Jean Grey. A lot of people didn't like the uh, the second one, the Apocalypse movie. Uh. And, I mean, I did for what it was. Like, I didn't think it was amazing, but the parts I liked about it I really liked. The parts I didn't like were not good, but... Yeah, I don't know. They got way... T- I think they tried. They basically outsmarted themselves when they tried to get really tricky with time travel, with flashbacks, with I'm going to hypnotize you so you're here, but you're also in the... Like, I think they tried to do too much. They Inceptioned it. Yeah. Inception is a great concept, but they went one or two many layers too deep, and that's when they lost me in that movie. I basically think the whole X-Men thing Inceptioned itself. And then it just got crap at the end. So I had a lot of forgiveness for Dark Phoenix because it was trying to exist in something that was already kind of dead. It was trying to be somewhat exciting, even though the audience knows that nothing is going to come from it. So it had a really hard job to do. It it put out something passable. Like you say, Sophie Turner was good. She kind of became a firework at the end, which is weird. Um... um and yeah, the X-Men we're going to talk about in a little bit. But yeah, next one in line, Disney Plus, Fall 2021, is the Hawkeye series. Jeremy Renner's got his own show. And he's going to have a, the second Hawkeye is going to be in it. Uh, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop is mm-hmm. going to be in it. Um, and if they do it like the comics, it's kind of like... Um, you didn't see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. No, I did not. Have you? Well, I literally have to like dynamic, pull it off my shelf and watch it, but yeah, no, I haven't done that yet. The dynamic of Miles Morales and uh, Peter Parker in there is kind of like they have a kind of like without spoiling it too too much. They have kind of a like he's the old he's the grizzled like kind of jaded hero who's been doing this forever, so he's like, "Oh, what the fuck ever." And and he's like the new one who's still bright eyed and bushy tailed kind of thing. So the Spider Man, equi- Spider Man equivalent of Old Man Logan. Uh, less gritty. Uh, it's more like the the Spider Man equivalent of those cop, those old cop, uh, not old cop, those old like uh. I guess they are cop shows where, like, there's a new young rookie and he gets, uh, and he gets paired with okay. a grizzled vet and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> so just get, thing. so just get Danny Glover in there and we're fine. Yeah, basically. Uh, and, and that's kind of the dynamic within the, uh, and like Hawkeye's like, I wouldn't say goofy, but he's like, like she's having to clean up his mess a lot of the times. Like he fucks up. Okay. She's like, hang on, I got this old man. I mean, that's cool. I um, 
That's I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not familiar with the timeline. This is gonna be. Uh, again, this is a little bit of a flashback, a little bit of a of a wedge in between, because it's the time period between Infinity War and Endgame. So it's going to be him training Kate Bishop Hawkeye, but it's also going to be like how he ended up being the Ronin character. How he ends up, you know, making being a, a killer, murdering people. Yeah, like smoking some shit. Um, I don't know. Like again, it could be good. Jeremy Renner is one of those ones where it's like I don't really need to know what the story is going to be. I mean, like you say, you got the Kate Bishop angle. They've sort of given us the timeline. We know what he ended up being, so we know where we're going. So again, it's one of those Gotham situations. But yeah. Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye is just one of those characters. I'll just watch. I'll just watch him because, again, much like uh, much like Scarlet Witch, much like Black Widow that we talked about in the beginning, um, I'm going to watch them out of curiosity mostly because these characters have been around for a long time and the focus has never been on them. So it feels, it's really, really got this overwhelming feeling of being overdue. Mm-hmm. So that even, even if there are flaws in it, even if it does kind of fall down a little bit, that, 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 um, anticipation for this thing that we said should have happened ages ago, um, it, it'll carry it through. Now, whether Kate Bishop goes on to be Hawkeye in the new, whatever the next Avengers thing is. That's mm-hmm. that's got to be seen because you know we're gonna have the new Black Widow, we've got the new Captain America, we're gonna have the new Hawkeye, we're gonna have something else. Well, I think that... they're both in the comics. They're both Hawkeye, which is a little confusing, but well, it's like um, what's her name? Uh, Natasha Romanoff and Yelona Banova uh, are both Black Widow. I feel like you definitely pronounced it wrong that time. Yeah, I I don't know what the pronunciation is because I don't know if I have it even spelled in my notes correctly. So I'm mispronouncing a misspelling, and it's 25 to 1 in the morning. It's fine. When this goes up, it's probably going to go up on Sunday. It's not going to be 25 to 1 in the morning. So just giving you guys context for why I'm. All rambling. right, let's 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 finish up then. Uh, no, we got quite a bit to go still. We got. Uh, so tired. We got. <laughs> let's go. We got the one that I initially freaked out at, because I'm an asshole, and then I took my opinion back and developed another one, which apparently makes me just as much of an asshole. Thor, Love, and Thunder. What's this one going to be about? Oh, you don't know what Thor, Love, and Thunder... Oh, the female... Oh, this is going to have uh, have the female Thor in it. Yep. I'm I'm into it just because it was a big deal in the comics. Well, when it came out in the comics, it was a real big deal too because a lot of people felt that Marvel was just like it was the same time that like uh, the uh, Ironheart thing, the little black girl uh, getting the getting making herself an Iron Man suit is the same time that Falcon became Captain America. Like so, a lot of especially like. It's almost like SJWs are running uh, entertainment. Anyways. Anyways, I said I had a shitty thought, and then I took it back. Right? Because I acknowledge that I'm an asshole. And I acknowledge that the world around me has made me an asshole. The very first thing I heard about all this is, they're going to do female Thor. And I'm like, fuck. Because I'm living in a world where 
okay, suddenly the Ghostbusters have to be all girls. Suddenly the Ocean's characters have to be all girls. Suddenly 007, not James Bond, but 007 needs to be a girl. This is going to be a girl. That's going to be a girl. The person that trained um, Captain Marvel, who was a dude in the comics, became a girl. And it's just this this overhanging trend that I don't always want to talk about, but it's always kind of there. So when I heard about this, I was like, ah, oh, fuck off. Then... I remembered a conversation you and I had about a year ago because somebody had made some joke about casting Charlotte Flair as Thor and you're like, well, actually, there is this female Thor storyline in the in the comics and I went and I looked it up and whatever. Totally took back my opinion. Totally took back my off oh, fuck off. But I developed an off oh, oh fuck off in a different way because if Jane Foster's becoming Thor, that means we get Natalie Portman back. And Natalie Portman isn't a badass. That's in the, the comics, in the comics, it's because Jane Foster uh, gets cancer. She develops like some sort of cancer, and when she's Thor, that's the only time the cancer isn't like killing her, basically. And see, I've heard the opposite. I've heard that when she becomes Thor, it pushes all her um, chemotherapy out and enhances the cancer, and ends up killing her. <laughs> like she's in chemo as a regular everyday. Actually. Actually, you might be right. I I may have pulled that directly out of my ass. Like, no, you are completely right on that. I'm sorry. Okay, Go I'm, on. I'm only going from what I've heard, so please no, take no, it with that's... like the biggest grain of salt ever. But my, my problem is not the typical problem that I have with Hollywood right now, which is very definitely still a thing. It's just, in this case, and especially with all the other badass women that we've already talked about in Marvel who are absolutely badass, I'm going to look at Denai Guerrero's character in Black Panther as one example, but Natalie Portman is not a badass. I'm sorry. Well, and my thing is, canonically, Mjolnir's gone, and that's the... What ends up happening is that, so, Thor ends up getting a Stormbreaker at some point because he... At some point... Um, he loses Molnir to Beta Ray Bill in the comics, does he not? Uh, he doesn't lose it to him, but Beta Ray Bill does use Mjolnir at some point, and he then gets a version kind of like Mjolnir at one point, but, uh, but isn't Mjolnir. Uh, Thor, at some point... Uh, Nick Fury tells Thor something, yeah. and I don't remember if we ever find out what that is. Nick Fury tell, whispers something to Thor, and just having that whatever knowledge Nick Fury gave him makes him makes unworthy. him unworthy to hold the hammer. I've heard I've heard and a real so a really Cole's Notes version of what it is, and it's something to do with um, Fury, uh, who's already running Shield, trying to run Sword in space. As well, so he ends up working a lot more closely with Thor. Thor holds himself to the standards of all the gods that came before him, and Fury finds out something about the gods that came before Thor that they were corrupt. So Thor basically thinks, okay, all these people that I've looked up to and emulated myself after are corrupt. I guess that means I'm corrupt too, like because I followed the wrong people. Yes. Um, it's something along those lines. I'm explaining it really badly. No, that makes sense. But basically, Molnir goes and finds, you know, somebody new that's worthy, and on the side of the hammer... This is where I kind of cringed a little bit, because this is a bit cheesy. 
but whether this, she be worthy. Yeah, whether he be worthy, and then you just see an S appear, and I'm like, oh, come on. And I've actually you seen... notice how in the MCU when he uh, when when Anthony Hopkins when Odin places that spell on the Mjolnir, whatever it says they whether be they be worthy. It's just yeah. I mean, that's it sucks that we have to like be that careful with our words, but that's one of those situations where it's like, yeah, let's be careful with our words because you get to this, and if all of a sudden where it says he, there's an S being carved in, there's some, there's gonna be some jackass like me, but a little less educated that's gonna be like, ah, oh, that's fucking whatever. So I think my just... thing is, and it's probably uh. For, for for a lot of these, and I probably should have mentioned, I probably should have brought it up when we were talking about the big mar- female scene. There's this new surge of people wanting to be represented uh, in movies and stuff, uh, almost to almost to not a great extent at some point. Obnoxious like, extents, yeah. Uh, it can be obnoxious extents, like for example, and. Um, was it Scarlett Johansson? No. Yes. I don't remember. I don't know what you're uh, talking about, so I can't answer you. Well, I'm trying to think. Um, she was in the uh, she was in the uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yes, movie. this is uh, my movie. prime example. This is okay, my prime so, example because okay, she's so apparently the wrong of... race to play a robot. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, so you know there's a big brouhaha about that, and because of the big brouhaha about that. There was another movie that she was going to do where she played a, a transgender uh, person. A transgender person, and you know because of the brouhaha of all that, she ended up uh, leaving leaving that that script and essentially mm-hmm. saying like, "I feel like this should go to that." And then they just didn't end up making the movie at all. So you know, there's a story, a transgender story that won't be told now because of the yeah. fact that you know. Somebody got shamed out of it. So I see kind of both sides of it because yeah. as, you know, as a, as a female, and this will be, this will be not as big a story, but, you know, my favorite TV show when I was, when I was a young kid was Power Rangers. Yep. I didn't like the pink or the yellow ranger because, like, I wasn't like the pink ranger because she was, like, girly and whatever. Basically, basically a Barbie doll. <laughs> Yes, and I wasn't really the Yellow Ranger either, because she was, like, this really smart, like, math geeky girl, which then I ended up being at some point. So I never wanted to be any of those. Right. So I would end up, like, wanting to – I think I went Halloween as, like, the Red Ranger or something like that. Yeah, but you see, so here's I, my thing. Like, and you that's want to... not the great. That's not a great example because it did have females in that kind of point. But you know. But they weren't female it's... characters that spoke to you. Yes. But see, here's my so point, I and this under- is where I understand it. But I feel like instead of changing male characters into that, we should just you know have less lame female characters like you know but the thing is they're out women there. in black panther Espe- but, but like especially in the comic book realm and this is what what i'm starting to love about it there's more diversity in like some of these comic book stories than there are in general entertainment anyways it's just who we decide to tap my thing is recently you know me i don't watch much of the uh cw um the cw um dc uh, dc shows stuff but yeah. you know what? You know what I will be watching for sure is Batwoman. Is, uh, 
Yeah, as the Batwoman with, with Ruby, Ruby Rose. With Ruby, okay, because I am biased, and Ruby Rose can do no wrong. That's a separate issue, right? And she is a fe- she is a strong female character, and she is a lesbian in the show. Now, if you want to talk about like representation as far as like an LGBT thing, okay, you've got this character that apparently is a lesbian in the comics. I don't know. I don't read the comics, but whatever. She is. Okay, but okay, re- re- but regardless, as far as I know, she is. So, how do you work towards? representation for the LGBT community. And I I have nothing against the LGBT community. Most of my close friends are somewhere on somewhere on the rainbow as they say. But is it better to all of a sudden one day just decide, okay, we don't have enough representation. I think randomly we decide to make Black Widow a lesbian or do you shine a spotlight on a character that already is? Like take a character that already is and that's an essence of their character and you start them from scratch and not only are you creating a new character uh you know adding to the pathos of you know comic entertainment as a whole but like you're not just shoehorning something in to please somebody um the other example i will give and you know i've already attacked gender i've already attacked lgbt so we'll do the color thing now about two years ago, there was this big thing when uh, Henry Cavill said he wasn't going to be Spider-Man anymore. Or, not Spider-Man, uh, Superman. Superman anymore. And they were yeah. saying who, sh- who should be the new Superman, and everybody was saying Michael B. Jordan. And I like Michael B. Jordan. I think he was great as Killmonger. I think he was great in Creed and whatever. But no. And the same argument was made. And I was like, oh, well, it would be a great step forward for representation. I'm like, no, you know what a great step forward for representation was? Somebody who's never been in film before and now has an awesome spotlight was Black Panther. And you didn't have to change, and you didn't have to shoehorn, and you didn't have to Actually, do... Actually, there is a black Superman. Is? Okay, well, no, but, like, is it Clark Kent, though? No, it is not. Uh, no, like, there was, they, like actually... they, wanted, they wanted Michael B. Jordan to be the new Clark Kent. There, there is a black Superman, but he's from a different Earth. Okay, and that's fair. And if you, and if you wanted to also, do that, also funny enough, in that Earth, he's also president. So it's Super Obama, basically. Yeah, basically, it it was written around the same time, I think. I, I think uh, it, I think another, it's amazing that another, Barack Obama is Super in the Flashpoint movie. The Man of Steel. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's another. Uh, there's another. Uh, uh, he's just called Steel. Who is a who's a black character as well? Which but see the thing is, but there actually is a black Superman, but he's from another Earth. And that Superman probably fought with our Superman. At some um, point. I'm yeah. not sure where the crossover is. But like, okay, like instead of just deciding one day that that Peter Parker was black, they brought up Miles Morales. They said, let's shine a light on this character that already exists. Let's not just make it a, a, you know, we put Spider-Man into the face swap app. And I just think you can do inclusion. Inclusion is important. I never want to say that inclusion is not important. But do it in a way that everybody wins. Do it, don't do it in a way where your inclusion comes at the expense of another demographic. I think that's, that, that's my point. And that's where you get like, oh, the Oceans remake, it's going to be all women. And the Ghostbusters remake, it's going to be all women. And we're going to bring John Connor's mom back to life so that we can have an all-girl Terminator. Like, that's where it gets Is that about. a thing that's going to be a thing? That's, look, at, look it up. Terminator I guess Dark... I, haven't, I guess I haven't been keeping up. Terminator, Terminator Dark Fate. It's a thing. 
and oh, okay. what's her name who died like three movies ago they're bringing her back so that they can push out her son who is the main focus of the arc for six movies for the well let's do a girl version agenda which sucks because it doesn't help anybody as i say i go back to wonder woman wonder woman amazing Let's elbow out John Connor and make his dead mom the new focus of the seventh movie in a series that's dying. Doesn't help anybody. <laughs> Anyways, but Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> so I don't really like uh, uh, the idea. I like the, if we're going to explore the Jane Foster uh, as Thor thing, I it's one of the rare times in the MCU timeline that I wouldn't mind them recasting a character. Because Natalie Portman's not a badass. You know who is well, a badass? Who? You know who is a badass? King Valkyrie. King Valkyrie is a badass. Tessa Thompson is coming back to play Valkyrie. Valkyrie is going to be called King Valkyrie because King Valkyrie is looking for a queen within Asgard. So we are in the, the whole conversation about representation and all that, which is awesome. We are doing a little bit of a nod to the LGBT community, which is great. Um, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie is fucking amazing. In um, in our talking about Endgame, I wish they had uh, timed out things a little bit differently. I, I wish Thor had handed Asgard to Valkyrie before the battle, because I would have loved to see Valkyrie lead the Asgard army into the fight. Just like uh, Denai Guerrero's character could have done with the Dormelage. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been really, really badass. I really like her. I think they could have made her Thor, but that's not how the story goes. Um, we sort of talk. I mean, most of the time we can talk about the MCU. Like, they do pull stuff from the comics, but I think what's great about, you know, the idea of the MCU and the idea of comics kind of in general yep. is the fact that you're like, well, this is like a separate universe. This is how it happens in this version. Yeah. Yes, you could just put, so you could have her. Yeah. Thor, God of Thunder, at some point. Uh, the heavy implication is going to be that her queen is going to be Jane Foster, which is, I think, an, uh, if I want to be nice, that is a weird. That's a weird thing because unless Jane Foster, like her relationship with Thor went so poorly that she decided I'm just going to give women a chance, a chain chance at this point. I mean, here's the thing, though, and, and I, th I I kind of thought the same thing, but the whole point was um, somebody somebody made the argument, and again, this was over on the Emergency Awesome channel, which you guys should really check out because it's great. Uh, the argument was made, well, if she's the king of Asgard and she's been handed that from Thor, because Thor would have inherited Asgard as the king, but he handed that mantle on to Valkyrie, why could he not also pass on the... the um, the mantle of Thor, like the Thor force. And the point was, when Odin ruled, he was the king. He had Thor there to fight his battles. He was like, father, son, you could do the same thing, have a king running the country and his queen defending it. Like, there, there is there is the, the, you know, two halves of the story element there. Yeah. And I... I wouldn't totally hate that. I'll be interested to see what they do with it. Because so far, there hasn't been a thing. I mean, we can all agree that Thor uh, Dark World, was it? Was not good. <laughs> that was uh, not good at all. Dark the World was better Thor. Was better than the first one. I, I would disagree. I like the first one a lot more. 
first one is I, I go back to watch it and I kind of cringe because the Marvel movies, as different as they are and as different they are in theme and, and genre and all that sort of thing, the Marvel as a whole does have a feeling and that feeling isn't in the first Thor movie, in my opinion. I think it's a little bland. I, 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 I well, until Ragnarok, the Thor movie's kind of shtick was it was a little bland. But you see, like, the Thor movies have an unsung hero in them, in the form of Kat Dennings, who's awesome, <laughs> just because she's hilarious. And, yeah, I think she's funnier in the second one. Because, like, when they're all out there and they find Well, she the gets poor... more screen time in the second one. She gets more screen time, but she's also like, Hey, so we're, we're just checking out portals in the rain now. Hey, okay. All right, cool. Hey, big guy. Like, <laughs> she's... Like, she's the one you want to see become Thor, not Natalie Portman. If you give me Kat Dennings as Thor, every single thing I just said against it is, is gone. Actually, you know what? When she's done being Batwoman, bring it, bring Ruby Rose over. She can be like steampunk Thor. It'll be good. Uh, the only Moving other thing on. that I, I I wonder about this, and then we are going to get off of this one because it is uh, a there's a there's a lot more like individual like controversial talking points or whatever. But it is it does feel like it's going to be a very female heavy like female like empowering type movie because King Valkyrie is going to be in it. They're going to try their best to make Jane Foster into a badass. This, if anything, would be the time to bring back Lady Sif. And yeah, I... did we ever address what happened to her? I know that she's in, um, that she showed, well, she did at one point show up in Shield. the, she, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, she was in the first two movies. She wasn't in the third. She showed up on S.H.I.E.L.D. And then she kind of like went away again. I think... But I think that's okay. I think because we're so sprawling now and, like, MCU is so Easter egg filled, like, you could have this entire movie go on and wherever Asgard goes from here, like, you could end the entire movie with some big happy ending and then, like, one of the post credit scenes being, like, Lady Sif walking back into the kingdom and, like, wanting to rejoin the army or whatever. And then Thor 5 look at us, we all have hammers and vaginas, uh, can have her leading the... I don't... That was really terrible. That uh, was. I nope. was just going to let you stew on that one. Yeah, uh, I'm an asshole. It's a thing. But, like, then you lead into the next one with, like, her being one of the main key players of their army under the tutelage of potentially Natalie Thor Natalie Portman Thor and King Valkyrie. Like, that would be all right. That would be really good. And I just... This one isn't something I heard from anybody else. I'm just like, okay, we're doing a lot with the ladies in this movie. It could be really good. It would be even better if you threw Lady Sif in there. I just, I don't know. Again, in the realm of characters that were in the background and never really got a fair shot. So that, right there, is the end of Phase 4. It's the end of uh, things that we have concrete dates for. Which brings us to the slight topic of this is the first full Marvel phase that will not have an Assemble movie in it. Like, Avengers, Avengers 2, uh, Avengers Civil War, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War, uh, Endgame. These, most of these things capped off particular phases in the Marvel 
in the Marvel grand scheme as a whole, there is no Avengers movie in Phase 4. I think there's two reasons for this. Okay. A, the the next big team-up movie that you do is going to have to be huge, because it's going to be the first total gathering since Infinity War and Endgame. Anything mm-hmm. else that's not a, the next... I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be like either Secret Invasion or the Kree Scroll War or something along those lines. Um, but the other thing is, the next big Avengers movie is going to be the movie that underlines Iron Man's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, in all this cool shit that we've just talked about in this phase... There isn't anything in here that particularly fills the void of Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Well, I mean, I don't think that it's supposed to. Like, I think that's the point within the storyline as it is, that, like, Iron Man's how a lot of this started. Like, he was, well, minus Captain America, because, you know, that was back in the day, but he was kind of like the first one to start all of this. Yeah, he was the real first Avenger. Um, no, it's true, though. Like, he is the, uh, he's the light bulb that <coughs> that all these other flies sort of came and flew I around. I mean, this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe exists because Iron of Man Iron Man. One, if had Iron Man 1 not been as good as everybody, like, thought it would be, and it was good, not because everybody was expecting it to be good. It was good because no everybody one expected, expected it to fall it on to its be... face. Yes, they thought it was going to be shit because you know comic book movies were kind of like that at that point. Well, the idea of having anything connected was really, really bad, and every Marvel property that was well known that they thought could have made any money was owned by somebody else. So there was almost a little bit of an underdog from their point of view, from like John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. and Kevin Feige's point of view. There was a real, they had a real underdog mentality going into it. So I, I picture them as being like the, uh, like the Paul Heymans of the movie world. So like everybody out there is looking past us. Let's let's prove them wrong type thing. And I really like that idea because everything, anything that comes out now, makes Iron Man one better. Because, I believe so. Because everything that comes after it m- makes you have more reverence for that first movie. Because as, as you say, to your point, and your point's exactly true, without Iron Man, there's none of this. Um, both If in that the, had done that, just like what happened to the DC kind of cinematic universe... Uh, well, they started with Superman. I, that was their problem. Yes. Had Iron Man been fucking shitty, we maybe would have had a Captain America. We maybe would have had... You know, some one or two of these other movies, but we definitely wouldn't have had Avengers. Yeah, you w- they wouldn't have tried the first team up. I don't think they would have taken risks on stuff like Ant-Man or Guardians of the Galaxy. Because those were kind of fringy. Like, you had to tell me what those were, because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I-, I had a vague idea. Like, if you watch mo- uh, shows like Big Bang Theory, you've got a vague idea of who, like... Thor and the Hulk and and Iron Man are. But, like, some of the characters we've had come along since. Like, I didn't know who Captain Marvel was. I didn't know who Doctor Strange or the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Black Panther, sure, whatever. Don't ask me what a Ragnarok is. Um, it's the Norse mythology end of the world. 
okay, do I look or sound like somebody who's studied legitimate Norse mythology? No, but I was filling you in. There we go. Because uh, I did for a second. For a hot minute there? Um, yeah, for a hot minute there. But yeah, no, like in real life, like behind the scenes movie talk, if there's no Iron Man, there's no Avengers. But also like from a from a, an audience point of view, like if we had had any other character as our introduction to it, I don't think it would have worked because I, we we said this in the big long video that we did. As much as Tony Stark is a, is a millionaire and a tech genius and all the things that I'm not, he's still the most human character. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really get an introduction to a series through, you know, the army kid that grew up in the 50s and got juiced up with, like, all kinds of mutagenic shit. You can't really get an introduction to the universe from a oh god. god. I rewatched, uh, re- I rewatched uh, Age of Ultron yeah. a couple nights ago, which I liked it. A lot of people didn't, but uh, I think it just wasn't as big as the first one, basically. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> The part where they were talking about, you know, they're talking about the Maximoff kids and, and, you know. He's fast and she's weird. (laughs) He's fast and she's weird. And then they said something about, you know, talking about them being enhanced and whatever. And Captain America, as he's getting into the elevator, goes, yeah, because who would let a German scientist experiment them for their country? (laughs) It's good. It's a good what bit, a monster, yeah. What, what monster would let a German scientist experiment on them to just to defend their country? <laughs> yeah. But no, like, to, to the point of, though, like, of the first, like, uh, yes, I know, technically... You're right. Technically, Captain there are... Captain America, you couldn't have started the MCU with Captain America. Or Hulk or most Thor. Because most people wouldn't identify Captain America, wouldn't be able... Because, you know, Captain America's the... The ultimate good guy. He's kind of what most heroes like aspire to be, even though he has his kind of own like uh, not moral ambiguity, but his own like struggles. It's not the same as Tony Stark, who like you know in the comic has this like huge alcohol problem. In the in the movies has this like riddling. Even though he's this genius that everybody looks up to, he has these riddling moments of like self-doubt and uh and whether he's doing the right thing or not and sometimes he does he tries to do the right thing and it ends up you know getting fucked up like in like in ultron but you know sometimes he does the right thing and the avengers happen this is true we were supposed to have a a belt around the world yes a suit of armor around the world yeah I do like, um, since since we didn't really get a chance to talk about Endgame, I do like when he did come back to them after being out in space, and, like, yeah. it's not really a nice reunion at first, and he kind of, like, snaps on everybody, because it's like everybody else has been on Earth for a while, and they, they've been, like, not dealing well, but dealing. He's been dealing at a distance, stuck on a broken spaceship with uh, Nebula. With uh, Nebula, yeah. And then he just goes and, like, fucks, I told you we needed a suit of armor around the world. da 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 And you said we were going to lose together. Well, we did. And I'm like, yes, Captain America's a douche. I don't know. I don't know because whether anybody wants to admit it or not, Tony Stark was sort of the de facto leader of the Avengers. 
I'm really curious to see who the leader of the Avengers is now. Uh, again, in Age of Ultron, where <laughs> where uh, Maria Hill comes in and she goes, "Here, boss," and he goes, "Oh, oh, no, he's he's in charge, counting the ca- pointing the cap. I just, you know, make everybody look really cool and pay and fight for well, everything, and yeah. and build and build all the technology and all that. But yeah, he's in charge. Yeah." I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. Like as the characters as we have right now, who would you have as their leader? Because right now I would have to go with either Doctor Strange or Black Panther. Um, if I'm pulling from comics, it's Captain Marvel. But is she on? Like her whole thing is like I'm going to leave you guys here to defend Earth and be the Avengers because I'm going to go defend everywhere else. Like I said, if I were if I were pulling from the comics. Oh no, I'm saying li- li- literally based on the cinematic world yeah. as it is as it is right now. Same thing, same answer. Same answer. Okay, it would be kind of cool if you know because unofficially Spider-Man is the new Iron Man because everything he has is basically an Iron Spider suit. If they totally subvert expectations and somehow Spider-Man is actually the leader of the Avengers. They could play... I don't think that would be a thing long-term, but it, as a story arc, that's something they could play around with if they were careful with mm-hmm. it. Anyways. So there is no Avengers movie to look forward to in Phase 4, but we do know a lot of what is going to happen in Phase 5. The first two, I'm not going to spend too much time on, just because they're. I think they're both just going to be follow-up movies, and that's Captain Marvel 2 and Black Panther 2. I really mm-hmm. don't know what they're doing with either of them. Black Panther, I'm kind of bummed that they're doing the Falcon Winter Soldier thing because I would love to see more of White Wolf in Wakanda with with Black Panther. White Wolf and Black mm-hmm. Panther maybe taking on some mystical something or other. I don't know. Somebody steals the heart-shaped herb and they power themselves up as some big evil Black Panther. I don't really know. But... Guardians of the Galaxy 3, where we got to sort of tie up the story with the Sovereign, we got to get the debut of Adam Warlock, potentially uh, Star-Lord is out looking for Gamora, even though, as you mentioned, it's not the Gamora that knows him, so that's weird. Yeah, it's one from the past, before she met him. So he's basically going and chasing a girl that doesn't know him, but he loves her. So that's, if they decide to include that, that's a weird little side story. But we left off uh, with Volume 2 with, uh, I can't think of the girl's name, the head of, the head woman of the Sovereign, basically like yeah. growing Adam Warlock in a big golden casket. Um, but there's a big question now whether we're going to get what we thought we were going to get at the end of Endgame, which was like Asgardians of the Galaxy, because Thor was with them. But then Thor obviously separates from them at some point to go and do Thor Love and Thunder. Because they are sequential, like, from Endgame to Thor Love and Thunder to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Those are happening in that order. So I think what we thought we were getting, we're not getting unless he returns to them at some other point. Uh, I don't know much about the Adam Warlock character. If you do, please feel Uh, free to jump in. I I don't know as much about the Adam Warlock character. I know that he's a bad guy and at some point becomes a good guy. Uh, the Sovereign were not exactly characters that I miss 
from the last Guardians movie. It's they're just a bunch of people painted in gold that play in their little robotic ships and whatever. That are douchebags. Yeah, and they're all per- look like I, I guess they're supposed to be like the sci-fi metaphor for life affluent society and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. If you want, if you want to get into like the morality of sci-fi movies and all that, which is a cool thing to play with, but it's also pretty one-dimensional and probably could have been dealt with in one movie. Mm-hmm. Now I'm excited once again. We talked about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Talked about them experimenting with horror, uh, with the horror genre pushing as far as they can without being R-rated. Where they might go R-rated is with the reboot of Blade. Wesley Snipes is not going to be in it. No. Apparently he's going to have a small hand in the creative process, though. Because uh, as, as soon as he was offered the role, uh, I'm going to... Mahershala Ali, who is the guy that's playing the new Blade, uh, basically reached out to uh, Wesley Snipes as as a as a form of respect for being the previous guy, kind of like when we talk about wrestlers, like you know somebody wants to use the figure four, like if they reached out to Ric Flair and said I'd like to put this in my repertoire, like do I have your blessing type thing, and Wesley mm-hmm. Snipes wrote this big long piece on Twitter, just like you know addressing his fans, you know thanks for the attention, Roddy Roddy Raw, thanks for backing me up, even though it's not me, I'm still hoping that it's successful. So they had this really long. Uh, exchange of mutual respect, but Mahershala Ali is kind of an interesting choice because one of the jokes, and we're going to talk Fantastic Four in a second, but one of the jokes is the fact that Chris Evans has played uh, one of the Fantastic Four and he's played Captain America, so maybe they killed Captain America so he can come back and play the Fantastic Four guy again. Absolutely (laughs) not. Well, absolutely not, but it's just the whole like double up people that have played more than one. It's like Peter Dinklage has played more than one Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahershala Ali, for those of you that watched the Luke Cage series on Netflix, Mahershala Ali was the guy that played Cottonmouth in Luke Cage. Okay. Uh, I thought he was good in that. I haven't seen him in anything before that, but I, I think it's an interesting take. I love that we're getting Blade back in any iteration. People that know me know that I like vampire movies in general. The only vampire series that I refuse to have on my shelf is Twilight, for obvious reasons. And this goes back to the conversation you and I had about Thor Ragnarok, where they talked about the three-tipped spear, which is only good if you're fighting three vampires in a row. And everybody's like, hey, maybe they're bringing Blade in. And we all laughed about that at the time, and now here we are with Blade. Uh, Experimenting with R-rated, maybe. Only real thing I have to say about that is, look what it did for Logan. I doubt they're going to go that far. The other thing... The other thing is though, when you're when you're getting into Blade, you're you're kind of getting into like anti-hero territory, mm-hmm. and based on the potential success of Blade, we may also get Ghost Rider and Punisher. That would be interesting, but I'm also one of those people. As bad as the movie was, kind of like the Nicolas Cage Ghost uh... Runner for how awful it was. And see, here's the thing, and here, here's where. Here's where I'll give a shout out to Shield, even though they are really cheesy. I, oh yeah, the Ghost Rider was really good. I like their young because it wasn't um, Johnny Blaze. It was the yeah. it was the guy that was Ghost Rider after Johnny Blaze. Uh, yeah. I would I wouldn't mind a not Nicolas Cage uh, MCU canon uh, Ghost, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. P- 
Punisher is the one. You know what's even better than the uh, than the Ghost Rider movie itself is what? watching Nostalgia Critic tear down the the Ghost Rider movie. Oh my god! Same same thing with Cinema Sins. Uh, that's another movie you guys or another video channel you guys should check out. By the way, if you haven't checked out Cinema Sins, do it. It's just this guy. He just takes the piss out of movies. And it's hilarious, but it's like he's watching the movie with you and pointing out all the things that don't make sense. They're only about 15 minutes long. They're great. Um, the only thing My I will... My favorite part... Go ahead. The only thing I will say is I... If we're going to reboot Blade, if we're going to reboot um, Ghost Rider, we're going to have to, because they weren't canon with the rest of the MCU proper. The Netflix mm-hmm. shows... It was a very loose connection, but the Netflix shows did connect to the movies. They did connect to the MCU. <laughs> yes. they, they, they did address the issues Maybe. or whatever. I would love them to continue on John Bernthal's Punisher into the MCU. I think that would be fucking amazing. I don't know if they'll do it, but... I really don't know if they'll do it, but I but I hope they do at some point. Mm-hmm. Because John Bernthal is just going to waste now, because I don't know what he's he's doing now. He was great in Walking Dead. He played a great asshole. He played a great asshole good guy in this. I think you could get Blade, Ghost Rider, and Punisher together to just have, like, this team of, like, anti-hero assholes that everybody doesn't like, but it's at the same time, it's like, well, they saved us, so we can't really say anything. <laughs> like, this really, really, like, asshole version of the Avengers. I think that would be fantastic. Not that it's going to happen, ever. But it is what it is. And the last thing they dropped on us before they sort of pieced out was just the confirmation that, yes, we will be doing Fantastic Four. Yes, we will be dealing with... And they never said the X-Men. They just said, we will be dealing with the mutants. And that's Kevin Feige, you know, doing his old wink and a nod thing. So we are pretty fucking good into, like, late 2025 with everything we've just talked about. There is going to be a lot of stuff. We're going to have to do this more often if, if this is how much shit we're going to get. I mean, I don't I don't see you and I coming together to do, like, weekly show reviews. But mm-hmm. right now, looking at this, I could see us getting back together to review Black Widow, Doctor Strange, if it doesn't scare you. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Thor Love and Thunder. And probably Blade are ones that I'm going to want to review. Okay. Because these are a lot of fun. Now, since we're talking about movie reviews, and because we are going to go in less than two minutes, I promise, have you seen the movie Top Gun? The original? Yes, I've seen Top Gun. Okay, the amount of people that haven't is staggering to me, so it's, it's a fair question. Your reaction to the fact that we're finally getting a sequel? I think it's one of those sequels that is like almost too far overdue kind of thing where it's like the audience for this is like gone (laughs) I wouldn't say gone but definitely not as big as it could have been I don't know it's huge I feel like it's a total nostalgia grab and uh, I I hope it's good but I don't feel like it is like i feel like it's going to be very similar to the second uh independence day oh you didn't like that 
No. The fact that they had to write one, they had the fact that they had to write one script with Will Smith in it and one script with Will Smith not in it. In it, yes. Oh, I don't no know. One, I I wonder I, why it wasn't good. I grew up on Top Gun because my dad loved that movie, and I I could probably if you put the movie on and gave me like the first couple of seconds of the movie, I could probably quote the whole movie. It's like the original Michael Keaton Batman. Like mm-hmm. if. Tim Burton ever got to finally do the Batman 3 that he wanted to do, I don't care if Michael Keaton is there in a walker. I'm going to go watch it, and it's going to be like, this is this is my childhood right here. So, I am super Well, hyped. and I think that's what they are hoping for. With Top Gun. It's 34 years in the making. <laughs> 34. You're not, are, you're not a video game guy, are you? Not really, no. I was going to say, well, for anybody in the audience that is, it screams of Duke Nukem Forever to me. Oh, no. <laughs> a, mo- a video game that they spent years trying to make. <laughs> and then when they finally made it, it was just like there. <laughs> it was just like Star Wars with all the lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like... So that's what I think. I, I I hope it's good. Just because you know, I don't want anything. I don't want stuff to be bad. I especially yeah. don't want stuff that like a lot of people love to be bad. But yeah. I just, it's, I'm it's, just prepared. It's very strange because I'm not a huge fan of Tom Cruise. And the more we go through life, the more we hear what like a strange, weird dude he is. But like yeah. Top Gun was like the one the one Tom Cruise movie that's like all right Tom Cruise is a badass, so he's coming back to be that character again, and it's like to your point uh, they did what was it um, Independence Day and then twenty years later they did Independence Day two and everybody looked old and everybody was kind of already old in Top Gun except for Tom Cruise himself so you see the preview for the new Top Gun Maverick and everybody just like just they didn't get any older they just stayed old it made me laugh a whole bunch and they're like, like it oh. made everyone sad <laughs> like the graveyard dogs yes like graveyard dog it made everyone real sad <laughs> there, there, there's a shout out for the uh, wrestling fans that are watching this we've been doing this for quite a while now like it's it's tired yep, in here. two hours is my max for this kind of thing before i start fading no, it's not. We've done three and a half. I know, and did you hear me at the end of that? Did you hear me at the end of that? I think by the time Phase 5 comes around, and we actually do get the next big Avengers-level movie, I think we should do another <laughs> from Iron Man to now. Go fuck yourself. That's not nice. Anyways, I think That we've... is insanity. I think we've legitimately rambled everything we possibly could. Black Widow, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Eternals, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, WandaVision, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Thor, Love and Thunder, No Avengers, Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Blade, Fantastic... If you are... Go ahead. Blade, Fantastic Four, and something with the X-Men. If somebody says, look at that entire list and tell me the one thing you're looking forward to, what do you pick? Um, let's see. Because you I know mean, mine's Doctor Strange. Be a, 
Uh, I'm going to be a little lame, and mine's going to be the second Black Panther movie, because the first one was so good. That's fair. That's really fair. Um, I, I really thought you were going to say Thor. What, 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 this, what this list tells me, shows me, is that if you, if there, there's going to be at least one of those things that you, that any individual person will like in there, because there's oh, a yeah. lot of variety. Oh, yeah. And I mean, just the amount, the amount of actor talent that's involved in the MCU now is insane. Is, is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, like, I was trying to talk to somebody a while ago, and this is the, okay, I promise this is actually the last thing I'm going to say before we go. And this is before Endgame came around. But it was like, well, I don't really, like, want to devote my whole life to catching up on all these movies. But, like, they're very actor-specific. Like, they will see a movie just because an actor is in it. And it's just like, well, who's in the MCU so far? And this is a very incomplete list. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Helmsworth, Samuel L. Jackson, Paul Bettany, Scarlett Johansson, Gwyneth Paltrow, Don Cheadle, John Favreau, Tom Hiddleston, Idris Elba, Anthony Mackie, Tom Holland, Jeremy Renner, Dave Bautista, Chadwick Boseman, Josh Brolin, Tommy Lee Jones... Bradley Cooper, Benedict Cumberbatch, Vin Diesel, Elizabeth Olsen, Chris Pratt, Paul Rudd, Marissa Tomei, Michael Douglas, Denai Guerrero, Anthony Hopkins, Natalie Portman, Rene Russo, Benicio Del Toro, Kat Dennings, Martin Freeman, Brie Larson, Ross Marquand, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Robert Redford, Michael Rooker, Tilda Swinton, Tessa Thompson, Annette Benning, Kate Blanchett, uh, Benjamin Bratt, Jeff Bridges, Glenn Close, Peter Dinklage, J Lawrence Fishburne, Donald Glover, Jeff Goldblum, Jake Gyllenhaal, Terrence Howard, Michael B. Jordan, Michael Keaton, Jude Law, Edward Norton, Lupita Nyong'o, Guy Pearce, John C. Riley, Mickey Rourke, Kurt Russell, Sylvester Stallone, Stanley Tucci, Liv Tyler, and Forrest Whitaker. That's a lot. That's, that's most of Hollywood that's still functioning. And that's not including, uh, you know, adding people like Angelina Jolie, adding people like Salma Hayek, adding people like, um, where's his name, Mahershala Ali. Um, it's a monster, and that's why it took us two hours to talk about it, and we're going to be yep. talking about it for a while. We're not going to review everything, but I do want to put a conscious Just effort... what we feel like. Yeah, no, we're not going to get a chance to review everything, but I do want to put a concerted effort into doing a little bit more movie content on here, which means you're going to be dragged along for the ride a lot. Woohoo! Anyways, before I get off onto another tangent, tell them where to find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at BlackCatFeline. You can find me on Instagram, at BlackCatFeline. Taking pictures of bridges. And Taking you know... pictures of bridges and cows. And you know where to find me, or you wouldn't be here. I can't do my normal, regular intro because this isn't a wrestling video. But guys, thanks for listening. If you've lasted this long, please uh, put something down in the bottom. Said, like, made, made it to the end or something like that. I know, for a fact, Strife19 is probably going to do that. So shout out to Strife19. Again, shout, hey, shout out to Emergency Awesome and What Culture, which are where I got all this information from. You should go check all of them out and tell them that I sent you there. I've been Spaz. I hope you guys have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you guys all later. Thank you, Kristen. Talk to you guys later. Bye.